Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. Today is Valentine's Day. We wanted to dive into a topic that might help you improve your bond and your relationship with your pup. So we'll be diving into play styles. So let's go, lovers. And the seas are getting rough, and it is getting harder to see. Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. <laughs> you said that so weird. KW. <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Okay. So today we're talking about play styles and play is a really awesome way to improve your relationship and your bond with your dog. And of course, what better way to do that than on valentine's day which ironically Mackenzie and i both don't like we actively don't celebrate valentine's day but we're gonna get into it on a dog level today because that's what we're all about correct let's let's just keep it at that shall we <laughs> so kens if people are like what's a play style what are you talking about break it break it down for us what is a play style uh, yeah what does that play- mean a play style is the way that your dog plays. So is your dog really into playing with toys? Is your dog really into playing with other dogs? Is your dog really into maybe being a little more autonomous and playing, you know, by themselves with whatever they can get their paws on? So we're going to uh, identify a few different play styles throughout the podcast. And uh, let's find out what our dogs are as well as maybe you'll find out a little bit more about your dog so first one justine what is it yeah so these keep in mind these are not all encompassing these are just kind of like some general buckets um that your dog kind of might fall into um or they might pick up kind of a piece of each pie um but yeah we're gonna break it down for you a little bit so um I selfishly started with this one because this is 100% my dog, and I just made up a name for it. So this is the roughhouser. So a dog who likes to roughhouse is going to, you know, (laughs) be really into biting maybe. They might do like face and neck biting. They might body slam. Um, I've seen dogs do that, just hurl their entire body into one another. Yep. Um, they might wrestle, um, and you might hear a lot of growling, which sometimes can sound um, not like play at all. Um, it can sound really scary, but um, as long as their body language is showing that they're positive, they very well might just be playing. And this is what I see with Marshall a lot. 
Yeah, I find a lot of puppies start out as a roughhouser and they either uh, grow out of it or um, are taught by older dogs to kind of grow out of it. Um, yeah, they it's just a boundaries thing that the that a lot of dogs or young dogs um need to figure out. Um, but some dogs don't grow out of it at all. And that's where we have a dog like Marshall who just never grows out of it. And that's totally fine too. Uh, you just have to find what works for, uh, your dog. And if, uh, rough housing is the way, just maybe don't allow small children to play with your dog. (laughs) And what that means as like me being a dog owner of a dog who, is a rough player. It's good for me to know and set boundaries for him so that I'm not putting him at risk or putting any other dogs at risk. Um, because his play style isn't going to be compatible with a lot of other dogs, just based on the fact that he is so big and so rough and a lot of dogs might not appreciate that. So making sure that like, I support him to set boundaries and put him into situations where he's going to be successful um, can be really helpful if you've got the the type of dog that likes to roughhouse. Yes, yes. All right. So that is play style number one. Um, play style number two. I will say if you get Marshall in the corner here, I will also say um, – like when I was kind of reading up online about play styles, some some dogs might just be like a body slammer. Like they might not be into biting. Um, they just might like to slam themselves into other dogs. So yeah, they might not like another dog that likes rough play if they're super into biting. So that's just, yeah, it's not all encompassing. But anyways, on to the next one. Okay, I really like this one because um, my dogs do enjoy this play style. Uh, this is the chaser or the chasee. Mm-hmm. So I think we can figure out what this means. They either like to chase or be chased by others. Or both. Or both. Yeah, could be. What um, do your dogs like? Okay, Willa loves to be the chaser. Okay. No, my bad. With- my bad. My bad. Willa loves to be the chasee. She loves to stir up stuff and be chased. Now, this is only with, like, smaller dogs. She likes this. Come bigger dogs, she's a little more insecure about it. But uh, other, if we get other small dogs in an area, she will run circles and get them to all chase her. And she thinks it's a riot because she can outrun them all. So... But she also loves to chase because she loves lure coursing, which would definitely be considered a type of play. Yep, yep. Either or for her. Um, when it comes to other dogs, definitely be a chasey. Uh, when it comes to her and like a, a toy or a lure, then she likes to be the chaser. Um, but yeah, some dogs just really, really enjoy the thrill, I guess, of, of, of running around. And um, maybe a herding dog or a hunting dog might enjoy this as well. Um, just because, uh, you know, to that's kind of like in their in their natural being to to run so yeah uh, and then obviously sighthounds as well this is like yeah a, a state taps into those instincts mm-hmm. yep yep um i will say with this one i guess like the only caution for people if you have a chaser um would be prey drive um so that's right if if your dog really loves to chase and they're also really prey driven i would be really mindful in particular 
of like a big dog, small dog combo. Um, Cause you never know what sort of like instinct you're going to trigger in that dog if they've got really significant prey drive, but Yep. That's one thing as well as just, um, having good recall on dogs mm. like this is very, very important. Obviously, um, you know, if they see us, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they see a squirrel and they're running across the road or what have you like that is not, not, not okay. So, uh, yeah, having good recall on dogs that love to chase, uh, is very important in my opinion. All right. So give us one more play style, Ken's. Okay, this is also a favorite, and I believe this is, I bet you this is like one of the top play styles that we see in dogs. Um, This is tugging. So uh, this is tugging on, hopefully it's just a toy. (laughs) Let's hope they're not tugging on anything else like a sleeve or, you know, a pant leg. In there. Yeah. we all have at some point but um yeah tugging is a really really fun one and um again just referencing my own dogs this is willa's favorite um we do use this uh this play a lot when it comes to you know resetting after training you know to get her all hyped up again and stuff like that um it is a very very fun game um we do i do also take the chasey or chaser and tugging and i'll take a toy and drag it along the floor and get her to to chase it until she gets it. Um, once she gets it, we pull, 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 play, play, play. Um, and then that helps us reset to get our energy back up for like training. Um, so yeah, she absolutely loves it. What about Marshall? Tell us about his tugging. Marshall loves to play tug, loves it. And this is actually a really nice play style for us to engage with him because He is a pretty bitey player, um, but he obviously can't bite us. So if he has something in his mouth, he's less likely to try to bite us as a form of play, which even though he's almost two, has still not totally grown out of. Um, But yeah, he loves tugging, but I'm very cautious Um, on letting him play tug with other dogs, if at all, um, because he does have some resource guarding. So if Marshall is a stick or a toy, you bet your ass that's his toy. And he is a big, huge jerk about it. So putting him in a situation where he's, I'm literally encouraging them to pull over a toy is just asking for him to become possessive of it. So I would say if your dog can be, you know, if they resource guard or can be possessive, um, tugging with multiple dogs can be a little dicey, but then it's also like a really great way to practice. So we practice with Marshall all the time. We'll play tug, we'll get him super amped up and then we'll practice his off switch by saying, you know, drop it. And then he has to kind of wait until he's calm again and then we'll kind of re-engage him. So it's also a fun training exercise. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's funny you say that. My dogs have never really played tug together. Like they play like keep away with the toy. Like Willow <laughs> will keep the toy and Aladar tries to That's because Willow, like Marshall, is also a big jerk. Yeah, fair. fair. She's just the smaller jerk. Fair. <laughs> Poor Aladar. <laughs> yeah, she gets bullied. But, uh, but she yeah, also they... doesn't love toys though. Not really. No, she's not a big player really at all. Poor Aladar. Oh, you know what? He's just a snuggler. All right. Well, 
There you have it. We've unpacked um, a few play styles. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back to talk about a few more. So stay tuned. Today's episode of the Dog Friendly KW podcast is brought to you by Terrible Toby's. Terrible Toby's is KW's newest locally owned pet store located inside the Krug Street Plaza in Kitchener. A new unique store, Terrible Toby's lets animals and their humans gather, shop, and meet other animal lovers. Follow Terrible Toby's on Facebook and Instagram for updates on their new space. Welcome back to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. And today we are talking about different play styles that our dogs have. So let's dive into a few more, shall we? Okay, I love the next one. Me too. I <laughs> I love it very, very much because I can relate to it. <laughs> I love this one. So uh, this is the cheerleader or the referee and... I don't know if it was you. I think it's you that calls Aladar the fun police. Yep, that's It's me. either you that said that or I think Lily also has said that about Sadie. So when any of the dogs at daycare play, um, Sadie will be the fun police. She'll just be like patrolling and then like bark and interrupt. <laughs> yep, that's me. That's Aladar too. Yeah, that's call- me. Yeah, Aladar. Uh, I call her the fun police because of a few reasons. So um, what this means to me is it'll be a dog that likes to be more in like the back of the pack, like more as like a, like a a bystander, so to speak. Um, And uh, they like to either cheer on. So maybe that would be like barking or like, you know, pacing back and forth and just observing or the referee which is like the fun police so so a dog that says hey you're like getting to round up like hey i'm going to assert myself in the middle of you so that you know that either a what you're doing is too much or b um i just don't like what you're doing and i'm going to be a big jerk and stop it so uh aladar is the latter aladar uh does not like too much commotion um And she will go right in there and say, hey, guys, stop it. She'll (laughs) do her lame little bark that does nothing. Or her little growl. Just like that. That's literally (laughs) what Aladar's bark sounds like. Just like that. She doesn't bark very much. It's weird. Sounds like a little, like, baby dinosaur or velociraptor yeah 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 so um yeah so she does that and it's just you know I at first I was really embarrassed about it but as time has gone on it's just the way she is she's just very much so don't mess around don't have fun we're here to sleep (laughs) I mean, but, like, you think about, like, people, and people are the same. Like, you're – not every person wants to be 
in all the action and wants to be right in the middle of everything. Some people like to kind of stand off to the side and be an observer and just listen. And that's a personality thing. And we see that in our dogs as well. It's so funny. Yeah, that's my <laughs> one of my favorites. It's just so ridiculous. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Moving along. What's next? Okay, this one is also kind of funny. Um, <laughs> this one is, we call it boxing. The so, boxer. Yeah, so this could be a dog that gets really excited and goes up on their, um, on their back legs to kind of, we see this a lot when like people enter homes. Uh, this is something that dogs mm. do, um, you know, if they get really excited. Um, but yeah, if you, also- it's like if you need a visual of this, just think of the, the scene in The Lion King where Scar and Simba, I had to think if it was Simba or Mufasa, are like fighting and they're up on their hind legs and they like have their ar- arms. Their front legs, not their arms, (laughs) like on their shoulders, or they're like hitting in the face. That's like that's the boxing vibe with dogs. Yeah, like cat-like almost. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, they like Um, paw at the face. Yeah, and I I do see this quite a bit actually. I'm with certain dogs, but it kind of goes into it can go into the roughhouser. They can bleed together. This guy boxes, definitely. So he's a bit of like a, he's like a roughhouser boxer hybrid, but he definitely will try to like jump on dogs, use his paws, just like smush them. Such a special boy. I wonder what it is. Uh, it, it, I, I think it's more of like a higher energy dog thing. It could be, or maybe it's just a, again, type of personality trait they want to be. They want to yep. uh, just uh, mess around. I have no idea, but it's pretty cute watching it until it's not. Uh, if in case again, the energy level of the other dog isn't all about it. But uh, I think that we should dive into the last one. Ooh. The last one. Ooh, how fitting because it's Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Mm, what's the last one, Ken's? Tell oh, us. Oh, you're going to make me say it. Okay, that's fine. Okay, wait, I'll say it. Okay. <laughs> the last one is mounting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so mature. I'm a 30-year-old woman. <laughs> and I'm laughing at the word mounting. Now, this is funny because I wouldn't consider this a play style. I would consider this more of like a... I'm really excited and I don't know how to get out my energy other than to mount and hump another dog. So I think there probably is multiple schools of thoughts. Nope. Words. I think that there are multiple schools of thought on this topic. And some people might say that like mounting is always a form of dominance. Some people might say it's always sexual or like because they want to try to make puppies. Yeah, no. Um, But some people, and I have heard this, like, and I feel like I've heard Lily say this. Sorry to put you on the spot, Lily. (laughs) Just calling you out. I'm pretty sure I've heard her say that it can be a form of play for some dogs. But I think there's, like, subtle nuances in their body language that you'd have to know a lot about dogs to be able to tell – 
kind of what the real intent is. Like, are they being dominant um, and trying to like establish themselves or are they literally just playing? This is so interesting. I think we should do a whole episode just on mounting. Next Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I No, the psychology behind it, like it, yeah, what you're saying does make sense. Um, yeah. And, and I've seen it. Like there are, you know, lots of dogs out there that just get really, really excited. And all they can do is think about like, how can I expel this energy? And that happens to be mounting another dog or like, yeah, there can... Um, I don't know about the the sexual intentions thing. I don't believe that at all. Like we see a lot of, um, you know, fixed animals do this. And yeah. um, I, I, I don't really, I would have to do a, a lot more research, but I don't really believe it. But Yeah. And I also don't know if it would have anything to do with like their hormone levels. So mm. maybe if they were um, neutered a bit later, like I'm thinking of, um, thinking of males in particular, but if they were neutered a bit later in life, I feel like I've anecdotally heard that if, and again, like I'm not like citing any research, but I have heard from people that if you wait longer to neuter a dog and they are exhibiting maybe like mounting, humping behaviors, they might continue into adulthood even when they're neutered because they got more testosterone, I'm guessing is maybe the science behind it. Also, it's kind of like a learned behavior as well, right? Like, it's almost like a habit. Like, these dogs... Well, yeah, if you've given them the space to practice it, and if you've let them practice it, then yes, of course, it becomes the learned behavior, right? Because you've allowed them to do that. Yep. And that goes for intact and um, fixed Mm -hmm. animals as well, so... Okay, so now we have talked about all the play styles, so we're going to take a break um, for desktop dog trivia, and then we're going to come back and talk about compatibility of play styles. It is now time for one of my new favorite segments of our podcast. I know, I know, but this one is so fun. All right, so this is our desktop dog trivia. Dollarama desktop dog calendars. Dollarama sponsor us. Yeah, shout out to Dollarama. All right, so uh, today, uh, yeah, we've got a couple questions each, a couple of trivia questions that uh, Justine and I are going to ask each other, and we'll see how good our dog knowledge is. So, Justine. Oh, am I going first? No, I'm going to go first. Oh, <laughs> okay, you go first. This question is from Tuesday, March 8th, and it is, Queen Elizabeth has owned more than 30 of what dog breed? Oh, no. Okay. Um, I'm just going to, okay, I'm going to go, I'm just going to get the first one that comes to mind, and it's probably wrong. 
and I don't even know. Is this a? Can I Google? No. Just saying. A King Charles. Oh. Cavalier. Is that what they're called? A Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. That's what I want. Okay, you're really close. That was Queen Victoria that had those. What? Um, really? Oh, I yeah. just. Okay, my second guess was going to be a Cocker Spaniel. Oh, no, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> I have no other guesses. What is it? A Pembroke Welsh Corgi. Oh, a Corgi. She's had, the, she is known to have many, many corgis. How is that close? That's not close at all. That's kind of, that's kind of, <laughs> no, I said close isn't close because you said Queen Victoria's dogs. Oh. <laughs> not close. I was like, I was like, I was a corgi. Okay. No. Anyways. <laughs> all right. Um, well, now I want to pick a harder one for you. Um, okay. Question. From April 19th, 2022. Okay. Why do dogs like to lick humans and other dogs? Why do they like to lick them? Yep. Because they love the taste of spit. I mean, sweat. (laughs) For affection. Kind of, but go a little deeper. Get a little uh, more scientific. It's like a nurturing thing. No. Oh. <laughs> what is um, it? It releases endorphins, which make them feel calm and happy. Oh, cute. So every time I didn't know dog, that. Every time your dog licks you, they're just sitting there being all happy. Oh. Right? Marshall licks my face all the time. Cute. I know. Adorable. All right. Okay. Your turn. Oh. <laughs> Righty. This one is kind of fun too. It's again very sciencey based. All right. From Saturday, August 13th. According to a 2006 study by the University of Manchester, almost half the dogs that they tested are they either right pod or left pod? I didn't know the dogs could be right pod or left pod. You got a 50-50 chance. <laughs> I'm gonna like go out on a whim and say left paw. Duh. Ding, ding, ding. Yay! I got it? Yes! Okay. Yeah. According to the 2006 study by the University of Manchester, almost half the dogs are left pod. Huh. Do you know how so, you can test this? How? If you train your dog to go around or to do a circle, and if they go to the left or right first, that's usually their dominant paw. Cool. All right. Well, there you have it, everybody. Desktop dog trivia. been listening to the dog friendly kiddo podcast and today we have been talking about different play styles so uh to finish off today's podcast what we're going to do is we're going to talk about compatibility again today we are recording on valentine's day and uh what better way to uh finish off this than talking about dog compatibility (laughs) love it okay so We've talked about all the play styles. So which play styles do you think are most compatible and which do you think are least compatible? Discuss. 
All right, so I'm going to go first, and I think the chaser and the chasey, just as a singleton, is the most compatible. Uh, you know, watching dogs chase each other, you know, it's like watching kids play tag. It's like the sweetest thing. So um, I do think that, uh, yeah, the chaser and the chasey as a, a solo play style do really, really well together. Okay, cool. I okay so let's do I agree with you I think that's probably like those are probably the most compatible I would say that you could probably maybe like tugging and the roughhouser might be compatible depending on like their like how they vibe yeah um okay so let's talk about least compatible okay roughhouser and like the fun police the fun yeah <laughs> A hundred percent. Yeah, because you can't have a you can't have a, a dog who wants to you know beat up the other dog essentially um, while the other dog is telling them to to screw off. So yeah, it really doesn't vibe very very well, and that goes for the boxing and mounting as well. Pretty much, I'm not gonna lie, the referee um, or the fun police don't really play well. In most cases, um, m- maybe there's some you know, special dogs out there that do have certain dogs they like to play with like mine, but, uh, it's, uh, it's when it comes to like meeting random dogs, at like say like a, a safe open spot, uh, they wouldn't really play. They would just yeah. observe. And I think, and I think this is a good place to kind of plug this before, just before we wrap up today is that, um, when you're kind of analyzing your dog's play style, it might necessarily, might not necessarily be their play style with other dogs. It might be just how they choose to play. Um, and that also might be independently. And I think this is when canine enrichment really comes into play. Um, because for dogs that, maybe don't want to play with other dogs, canine enrichment is a really nice way to tap into a dog's play style um, to give them a nice, fulfilling life if they don't like being around other dogs. All right. Well, there you have it. There are what we as, uh, you know, dog lovers would think that the most compatible and least compatible play styles would be. And uh, with that being said, we've come to the end of our podcast. It is the end. It is the end. So thanks for tuning in to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast. We hope you learned something new about your pup, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. A Block Sheep Audio Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>